We're live. Okay. Well, and that because it's not showing. It's live on Haps. I don't know why. That's weird. Uh, it shows live here. Ah, now it shows it's live. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, this is our first broadcast on on Haps, but we're also on YouTube, Periscope. Facebook, numerous different places, and on Twitch. Yeah, we are. I think the only place that we're not on is Instagram, and that's because I really don't want to be on Instagram, just so you know. But anyway, um, so this song here that you hear, hopefully, I don't know, let us know if you can hear it. This is Andrew Peterson's song called The Dark Before the Dawn, and Randall and I, we just came through a storm here in the Nashville area last night and the night before, day before. We're here. Yeah, we are. We're here to tell you about it. <laughs> but first thing I'm going to do is refresh my page here because I'm not seeing anything come through. And I am trying to see if this is actually working. Let's see here. All right. Blow that storm away. Oh, <laughs> uh, if you could only have been there last night. Okay. All right. We're going to go ahead and... All right. We're just going to do this for now. All right. Okay. This is a... A rough start to a new platform, a new day, new age, but hey, we're here. Yeah, we are, and and I hope that, um, hope this is working okay. It's totally frozen on my side. Looks like I'm like this. That's what it looks like. Totally looks like, that's what it looks like. Are, is it working on your end? Yeah, the studio shows all as well. Huh, that's really strange. On my side, I have to keep refreshing for it to move. It's very choppy. Well, anyway, so I want to welcome you to the show. This is Bible News Radio. If you're new to the show, one of the things I got to tell you is I am your sweet and lovable host. I didn't come up with that, by the way. Somebody else came up with it. And my husband is the guy's voice who you heard. He happens to be the co-host of the show. People come for me, they stay for him. That is our joke. Yeah, it is. And I, I, think, <laughs> I think he's I think he's coming over here. He's coming soon over to my screen. If you saw my half of the screen, you could see that it's a big black box. No, that might be a question mark. No, I know that they, I know that nobody can see it because no. you're not on screen yet. There you are. You're gonna be over here momentarily. He will be here. Yeah, he will. He'll be going right over there. There he is. Oh Isn't yeah. he cute? Yeah, he is. Yeah. We're married, people. You yeah. know, the old-fashioned type of marriages. Since we're both up. Marriage is one man and I one will, woman. Um, or just your name off like that. Very good. Taking my name off. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't want anybody to think I am also Stacey Lynn Harms. So. That wouldn't be good. All right, well... Here is the deal, okay? So last night we were supposed to have our show because usually we do the show on Friday, 
Saturday and Sunday night. Sunday is Bearface's night. He gets to have the whole show to himself if he so desires. Um, and Friday, Saturday. Well, it's my brainchild. You know, I'm the star on those nights. <laughs> well, anyway, last night, turns out our electricity literally went off about five, six minutes before we were supposed to go on the air. Our electricity just went <laughs> And um, fortunately and very thankfully, we only lost power. It was probably about, I'm going to say, no more than, it wasn't any more than two hours for sure. But I think it might have been between an hour and 90 minutes. And I will tell you honestly that I was shocked when it came back on because not literally. No, I wasn't. I wasn't literally shocked, but it's not like you were holding on to you know have your finger in a light socket or anything like that. Yeah, I guess I can't monitor this here because. What do you mean you can't? I can't monitor, monitor this on my computer because it's completely frozen. I can't see anything. I keep refreshing Are and nothing. Are you in the broadcast studio or? Yeah. Okay, well. So it doesn't seem. I'm logged in the HAPS TV. All is well here. Do you see any comments coming in? Because I see nothing. Uh, I see 45 eyes on us. Is that? Yeah, and but is some that. Likes from, is it past? I guess from Facebook. I don't know. Let's see. Oh, well. Anyway, so. Long story short. Because Randall interrupted me. I was. In the middle of a thought, he needs to stop that. Well, you, need to that stop, when, you need to stop. You need to. You need to stop interrupting you said me. When the power came he, back on, you were shocked. I was shocked. I, I, mean, I, like, you, I mean, think about it. Put that together. I didn't want people to think that you were. I was injured by electricity. Well, it would have been clear if you would have let me finish my sentence. Yes, okay, yes. so it So anyway, I was shocked it came on as fast as it did because. The storm that just came through Nashville, this area that we live in, is going on record as one of the worst storms, like, in history. <laughs> one of the worst. So we had literally, and I'm not kidding you, literally, I had a um, trash can that's about, okay, you know the tins you buy popcorn in, you know, at Christmas or whatever, you get the popcorn tin, it's, it's like a little trash can. I had one of those out back because I was burning some papers in it, you know, confidential top secret papers that, you know, you don't want anybody to get because they'll rip off your, your identity. Well, anyway, I left the can out there and that thing was filled except for maybe that much water. So we're talking almost a foot of literal water <laughs> that came down in two days. Okay. Two days our street like there was a little river on our street which has never happened in the eight years we've lived here between our houses you know because we, we live in spring hill so we actually live on a hill and then there's hills between you know the houses there was like a little lake between my house and the neighbor's house and then a couple of houses down there was actually unfortunately one of our neighbor's houses got flooded on the bottom you know, Randall told me this morning that the church's basement, our church's basement got flooded. We had a <laughs> roof guy come out today to assess the damage on our house to see if anything had happened. It didn't look like it from um, 
from the ground, but once he got up there, he noticed that there was hail damage on our roof in about seven different places. Um, so we'll probably end up having to get a new roof soon at some point. Um, so this was like a massive storm. I mean, Randall and I have been in a lot of storms since we've moved here, but not like last night. Oh my gosh. That thing kept us, like I tried to go to bed at 1030 and woke, I woke up at 130 and then didn't get back to sleep till 430 because it was so loud and bright and it didn't stop. It was like forever. And I was, and Randall and me were talking like a lot of, a lot of the night because, you know, what are you going to do in the middle of the night when there's a storm and all you're hearing is thunder, lightning, and, and the lightning's going off, you know, lightning up your room and it's like, you can't sleep. <laughs> but the good news is, the good news is, is our electricity is on. Um, they fixed it. Sadly, the mayor of Nashville spoke this morning and mentioned this, this morning that about four people died. Uh, there might be more. Unfortunately, um, some of my friends on Facebook in this area have suffered some pretty considerable damage, a lot worse than ours. And, um, you know, and, and there are going to be more storms coming through this area um, in the next couple of days. So, of course, you know, um, we just ask that you keep Tennessee in your prayer because even though Tennessee is you know, we're a holy state. Do you know that? No, <laughs> no anyway, we, 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 we just ask that you keep, keep us in, in your prayers. You know, we are a beautiful state. Tennessee is gorgeous. I mean, I grew up in California. I thought California was a nice looking state. California trumps Tennessee on the weather because, because it's usually sunshine, low humidity, but where California gets you is in smog congestion and it's a bat it's a city it's a concrete jungle compared to tennessee tennessee is gorgeous you got green i actually um ooh, i'll show this to you okay, hold on this is funny i'll show this to you you'll laugh when you see this okay so i was looking out my window in my backyard right before i came here i just got done showing this to randall and what do i see but this can you see that? That is a rabbit inside <laughs> inside one of my dead plants. Uh, that, that's pretty much a dead plant. But can you see that rabbit? He's just munching on that plant there. <laughs> that made me laugh. I mean, it's not every day I see a rabbit inside a plant, you know? <laughs> this was actually one of my mother's plants, which has died. Numerous times since I've been here. <laughs> ah, anyway. But anyway, so Tennessee trumps California in in beauty for sure. Um, it's green. It's beautiful. We got wildlife. We got like rabbits and deer and like big birds and cardinals, which are awesome. I love cardinals. Cardinals are a super most awesome bird ever. Uh, and, um, you know... It's more holy than California. Although I will say that Jesus saved me in California. So, hey, you know, some people get saved in California. Actually, a lot of people get saved in California. I think Bareface got saved in California. 
Yes, ma'am. Yeah, he did. All right. Well, anyway, so with that said, <clears throat> um, we ask you to pray for Tennessee because there are more stuff coming. And what about the rivers, Randall? The rivers are like, like du- the Duck River is five or six feet now over the flood line, right? Oh, uh, yeah, something like that. So, so it's like thirty-two feet, but now, but it's actually the the water's at like thirty-seven feet. Is that right? That's correct. It's well over its banks. Okay. Yeah, so that is amazing to me because that's a lot of water. I mean, we had basically a foot of water. You know, one of my friends just commented on my Facebook page. They said they got eight and a half inches at their house. So I know it was more than that where we live. Uh, it's, It's crazy. It was crazy. I mean, the water that was coming down was, I don't know. Have you ever been in a car wash and the water, you know, is on your windshield and you're going through the car wash and it's, that's kind of how it was, except like 10 times that. I mean, it was, <laughs> it's probably how Noah felt on the ark. You know, Noah's like, hey, I have no idea what rain is. And then next thing you know, you know, you're talking about a <laughs> flood. That was an e-ticket ride if I ever thought about being on an e-ticket ride, that for sure. So anyway, anyway, so with that said, last night what we wanted to do was we want to talk about Passover because Passover uh, happened and uh, people who are of faith, you know, are celebrating Passover. <clears throat> Jewish people are. Christian people are. And... So we thought we would talk about that tonight because it's super important to understanding our faith. If you don't understand what Passover is about, then you're missing a huge piece of the Christian faith anyway, as well as the Jewish faith. So um, I see a comment from Joey that says, what about bears? So Randall, his nickname is Bearface. Yeah, it is. Bear face. I gave him that nickname. His mom actually gave him the nickname Randall Pandle Bear. But when I came into his life, I changed it to Bearface. Yeah, I did. Pretty soon, everybody else started calling him Bearface. So Bearface is known by Bearface in lots of places, actually. <laughs> What's really funny is when it entered, it entered our networking community, when business people started calling Randall Bearface, that cracked me up. I was like, okay, all right, well, so I don't, I don't know how you feel about that, Randall, but uh, <clears throat> you want to talk about it? Not really. Hmm. Okay. I'm just out here on the um, hmm. the other platforms trying to see if well, I see Jerry. There, there are comments that we're not getting. Yeah, Jerry is is there. I don't know what platform. It looks like the Facebook icon. So. Yeah, so we're not sure, you know, Haps is a brand new platform that we're on. And we're that trying looks to... like YouTube to me. We're trying, huh? The oh. YouTube icon. Oh, really? That looks like her Facebook one, too. It's probably oh. just the same one. Just tell us where you're watching, Jer. Okay, all right. All right, so, okay, Bearface, you want to take it away? Do you have any other further commentary? Uh, 
about my nicknames or anything like that about anything no no but <laughs> all right i think so mm. all right anyway okay, so i do see jerry on youtube over there yeah good but so few people tune in for sunday night it's hard to know yeah but we see 58 people watching so yeah on various <laughs> it doesn't say where they're at or does it will this tell me i don't know oh it will actually really where yeah. does it do that um oh it just shows people reacted to your post mm. so um yeah it's just hmm. yeah just people who reacted doesn't show no, Joey, Oops. we we meant where are you at as far as what platform are you on? Uh, I was born in upstate New York. You knew that, right? I am the original New York Yankee. Yeah, I am. The Yankees rule, people. <laughs> well, this is our first broadcast on HAPS, and my video is frozen, so I'm not overly impressed with it yet. Just so you know. <laughs> I can I can see the... I can see the uh, comments come in. So that's kind of cool. If it's curating comments from other platforms. But I'm not impressed because... And I could put any one of them on the screen if I wanted to. Yeah, but see, I'm not impressed because my video is completely frozen. On my, on my computer right here. So I don't know if it's because of the bandwidth issue or... Um, but also HAPS is in beta, so they're... It's a it's a baby platform, but it's no better. I mean, it's probably just as good as Periscope. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, so you're on Facebook. Okay, Joey's on Facebook. All right. Okay. Now let's get into the Passover people. Let's do. I'm going to I'm going to put you back on solo. Why rig something up here? Just so you know. Back to you. Back to me. All right. Well, so tonight what we're going to do is talk about Passover, I guess. So let's see here. Actually, though, before we do that, let me tell you about a couple of things below here on the ticker. In case you can't see, we changed a couple of things down here. i tell you a couple of things that have uh, changed my life. And here it is. So number one. Uh, <clears throat> in September last year, I was invited by Pam Gillespie to attend a Bible study called Ignite, which was super awesome. And part of what it entailed was meeting every single day on Zoom at God's earliest hour at 730 in the morning, Central Time. <laughs> it's not an ungodly hour it's god's hour um anyway we me and a couple other people about a dozen of us we we said hey sure why not we'll get on zoom with strangers that we don't know from all across the world without like putting makeup on first thing in the morning so that we could talk about what we are reading in the bible that day and anyway we did and have to tell you that it changed it's changed my spiritual life for sure. Um, 
And I will say my life to a degree that it hadn't been changed prior to that. Um, and so for six months, I met with Pam and some other people. And then about a month ago, or maybe a little over a month ago, uh, I broke off, had my own group. I have my own group. And part of my group is includes um, getting a text message every day from me. Yeah. Which says, hey, where are you reading in the Bible? <laughs> I want to know. And so if you want to get a text message from me, checking in on you about that, then I want you to text Team Unstuck. Now you're probably wondering, what the heck? That keyword, Team Unstuck. Well, I couldn't change it, so that's what it is. So it's Team Unstuck right there. You text that Team Unstuck to the number 33222, then you'll be on my text message list. And I send out a text message about 7 o'clock in the morning every day and tell you where I'm reading. And then you text me back and tell me where you're reading. Okay. So there's that. <clears throat> if you want to get Bible News Radio show updates, then you can also go to, you see where it says text Team Unstuck? You can text Bible News to the same number 33222 and that will put you on my bible news radio text message list where i give you daily updates on what's happening in our daily disciples facebook group where we have the team of believers reading the bible together and um also we get a text message about when the show is on okay sometimes i text other stuff too like please pray for me because we're in the middle of a flood you know stuff like that um <clears throat> And you can communicate with me there. So we have, I have about a hundred people on these, this text message list. Uh, would love to have you on there. You can get yourself off it at any time if you don't like it uh, and all that. And last but not least, I will draw your attention here, right here, become a BNR pillar of the community. Uh, if you want to donate to the show, we're a nonprofit. You can donate biblenewsradio.com forward slash give. Feel free. However, God leads you to give to us, give to the show, um, if you like what we do. <clears throat> okay. All right. We ready now? Yeah. All right. Good. And, uh, Joey, we've not tried StreamYard. Uh, we were doing pretty well using a, another restreamer, caster.io, mm -hmm. and working well with there, we send them one, you know, RTP, RTMP stream from Wirecast to caster and it goes out the other destinations except for haps is not one of those and that's not a fault of caster it's just that haps right now doesn't have an inbound stream capability it itself is a multicaster uh, going out to multiple destinations since but since periscope is going away and will be gone in just a few days now yep periscope is out of there then we wanted to <laughs> since a lot of periscope peeps were Coming to here. HAPS, we wanted to um, be on HAPS, and and the only way to do that right now is going through HAPS' own broadcast studio. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so this is our first official broadcast using the HAPS broadcast studio. Bit yeah. Of a little bit of a learning curve. And, <clears throat> and, and I will say, just in total honesty, I refused to get on this platform at first. Because everybody from Periscope was jumping on over here. And because, honestly, I don't trust HAPS either. 
because and and if you're the owner and the moderator of haps and the liberals that run haps just so you know i you're on notice where i'm concerned because in your terms you talk about things like oh there's free speech but you have to accept this this and this well i'm going to tell you something if i cite a legit news source and you call it fake news then you're no better than twitter or facebook and i guarantee you you will because i don't trust you people and i'm calling you out right now on my first broadcast because when bible news radio gets gets you know gets flack for talking about things that are biblical and things that are legit using legit news sources and we get blocked or censored i will have this as proof that i called you out on day one and yeah that's you're probably like really stacy this is your first day on do you want to just get thrown off see i don't need this platform right i don't even care about this platform but what i will tell you is i'm here uh, because so many of you wanted us to come over here and the other thing is i want to see how tolerant haps really is given what i know of people who run these types of platforms so there you go you know that could be hate speech by some liberal that doesn't like the fact that i just stated my opinion and called out what i see as truth um but we'll see we'll see how it goes so that that is my opinion and i admit it openly that i'm coming here with a chip knowing that if i say homosexuality is wrong and it's a sin that somebody could go, oh my gosh, that's hate speech. And you know what? We're going to have to censor you because you're a hater and you just violated our terms of service with that uh, lie, lie, that fake news from you, right? But it's not fake news. It's legit news coming from a legit source, which I happen to cite, which happens to be the Bible. And if you call the Bible hate speech, then you're the one that's a loser, just so you know, okay? Tell us how you really feel. I know. Hey, you know what? It's just I don't trust these platforms. You know, they're trying to get big. They're trying to take all the Periscope people. That's cool. Whatever. I get it. But I I don't believe that they're a fair platform. And the fact that we'll get censored after this broadcast will totally prove it. Well, with after an introduction like that, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Well, no, but they're open and tolerant of all views. Unless it's hate speech that they deem hate speech, even though it's not legit hate speech. Well, it's their platform. They can call the shots. You can do what you want, but I'm just saying I don't trust you. We're not, some, not all Christians are stupid, okay? (laughs) So, you know. Okay, all right, I'll be quiet. I'd say most are. Well. Yes, yes, Joe, indeed. Um, All platforms are censoring Christians and conservatives. Uh, at a growing rate for sure yeah ask me if i care because you know what you could censor god's people as much as you want but you can never censor god True. just so you know and god will outdo you every single time you ever heard of the flood just saying okay i i should be quiet before we get in trouble all right all right bareface ready okay yeah i guess i am ready okay um, want me to go solo? Only, I mean, I don't know what you're going to do, so. Well, let's do this for a moment. We'll try it. Um, okay. Yeah, the lighting is different facing this direction. I have to, had to move my camera because of the broadcast. Anyway. Uh, so, you know, this weekend we're in the Passover season. And 
so I thought it would be good uh, to look at uh, Passover, especially in relationship to Messiah. Now, we're not going to be looking at a Passover Seder, that is the meal and the Seder, which means an order. We're not going to look at the order of that uh, as far as what order things were eaten, bitter herbs and that kind of thing, and, and what happens at w what time uh, traditionally, because we won't find that in Scripture, not in that detail. There are some things given in Scripture about the Passover meal, which we'll look, upon, look at uh, momentarily. Uh, but... Not, not that the Passover Seder of tradition is not important. We see much of Messiah in there. Uh, there are plenty of uh, great resources that you can look into for that. Heck, just go to YouTube and type in uh, Messianic Passover Seder or something like that. And uh, I'm sure you'll find some just really uh, great resources and uh, great learning material. But this evening, I would like to specifically look at Yeshua, Jesus, as the Passover lamb and not get into the, the actual Passover meal and the particular you know, order, traditional Seder, if you will. All right, since we're about to look into the scriptures, I advocate being prayerful about that because uh, this is... We're talking about the Word of God, and it's the only book that comes with its author. So it makes sense to appeal to that author for understanding. Uh, join me in prayer, would you? Father God, thank you for your Word that you preserved throughout the ages. And what we're about to read, I pray that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, spirits that are receptive to your Spirit. Uh, use this time as you will, for our good and for your glory and for the glory of Yeshua Messiah, in whose worthy name we pray. All right, the primary text for uh, the Passover is Exodus chapter 12. I'm going to um, bring that over here onto the screen. And let's uh, go ahead and read that. And hopefully, if I bring this up, I can't monitor what's going on in the studio, but hopefully everything still appears normally. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll see, I'll wait and see if there's any comments that come in. I don't think there's going to be that many. All right, I'm reading from the 1998 uh, edition of the translation from the Institute of Scripture Research, because that's what Bible Hub has online. You just see it there at the top screen, BibleHub.com. I have many other translations too, but I've grown kind of fond of the ISR publications as of late. Not that they're perfect. I do have some things. Every translation has issues because they're translations. Anyway, Exodus chapter 12. And Adonai spoke to Moshe and to Aharon in the land of Mitzrayim. That's Egypt, folks, what we call Egypt, but in those days it was called Mitzrayim. Uh, saying, this month is the beginning of months for you. It is the first month of the year for you. Speak to all the congregation of Yisrael, saying, on the tenth day of this month, each one of them is to take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor take to... Uh, 
<laughs> dog here making some noise. Let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the beings, according to each man's need. You make your count for the lamb. Let the lamb be a perfect one, a year old male. Take it from the sheep or from the goats. And you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then all the assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it between the evenings. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. And they shall eat the flesh of, on that night, roasted in fire, with unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. See, so we have that we have that information here, but as far as what order and, you know, those kinds of things, uh, where tradition developed later. Anyway, uh, do not eat it raw, nor boil it with uh, at all with water, but roast it in fire, its head with its legs and its inward parts. And do not leave of it until morning, and what remains of it until morning you are to burn with fire. And this is how you eat it your loins girded your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand and you shall eat it in haste it is the passover of adonai and i shall pass through the land of mitzrayim on that night and shall smite all the firstborn in the land of mitzrayim both man and beast and on all the mighty ones in mitzrayim i shall execute judgment i am adonai and the Blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I shall pass over you. Pesach, it is the Passover. And let the plague not come on you to destroy you while I smite the land of Mitzrayim. And this day shall become to you a remembrance, and you shall observe it as a festival to Adonai throughout your generations. Observe it as a festival, an everlasting law. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. Indeed, on the first day you shall cause leaven to cease from your houses. For whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that being shall be cut off from Israel. And on the first day is a set-apart gathering, and on the seventh day you have a set-apart gathering. No work at all is done on them. Only that which is eaten by every being, that alone is prepared by you. And you shall guard the festival of unleavened bread. For on this same day I brought your divisions out of the land of Mitzrayim. And you shall guard this day throughout your generations an everlasting law. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month, in the evening you shall eat unleavened bread until the twenty-first day of the month, in the evening. For seven days no leaven is to be found in your houses. If anyone eats what is leavened, that same shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether sojourner or native of the land. Do not eat that which is leavened. In all your dwellings you are to eat unleavened bread. And Moshe called for the elders of Israel and said to them, Go out and take lambs for yourselves according to your clans and slaughter the Passover lamb. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. And you, none of you, shall go out of the door of his house until morning. And Adonai shall pass on to smite the Mitzrites 
and shall see the blood on the lintel and on the doorposts, and Adonai shall pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to smite you. And you shall guard this word as a law for you and your sons forever. And it shall be, when you shall come into the land which Adonai gives you, as he promised, that you shall guard this service. And it shall be, when your children say to you, What does this service mean to you? And as an aside, that's part of the tradition now where the oldest child is to ask this question uh, during the Passover meal. Anyway. Then you shall say, It is the Passover slaughtering of Adonai, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel and Mitzrayim, when he smote the Mitzrites and delivered our households, and the people bowed their heads and did obeisance. And the children of Israel went away and did so as Adonai had commanded Moshe and Aharon, so they did. And it came to be at midnight that Adonai smote all the firstborn in the land of Mitzrayim, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of livestock. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and his servants, and all the Mitzrites, and there was a great cry in Mitzrayim, where there was not a house, where there was not a dead one. Then he called for Moshe and Aharon by night, and said, Arise, go out from the midst of my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go serve Adonai, as you have said. Take both your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and go. Then you shall bless me too. And the Mitzrites urged the people to hasten to send them away out of the land, for they said, We are all dying. And the people took their dough before it was leavened, having their kneading bowls bound up in their garments, on their shoulders, and the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moshe. And they asked from the Mitzrites objects of silver and objects of gold and garments. And Adonai gave the people favor in the eyes of Mitzrites, so that they gave them what they asked, and they plundered the Mitzrites. Um, there's not too many more verses in this chapter, but I'm going to stop here uh, just to say this, you know, Passover is... Uh, here we have on the religious calendar of Judaism, uh, it, it marks the first month because this is the the deliverance of the people of Yisrael out of the land of Mitzrayim, out of Egypt, out of bondage, and um, you know it's a big deal. It becomes the the measuring of time because in this night the is what finally is the thing which delivers them from Egypt, uh, despite being there for 430 years. And um, and uh, the Lord joined himself mighty through various plagues of blood and frogs and lice and uh, flies, etc. Um, the king, the pharaoh, wouldn't let them go, and this was the final thing in which they went out. Um, and a key part of this, this beginning of sort of, if you will, Jewish history, though we could say that, you know, Abraham being called out of the, or Avram, he wasn't Avraham yet, Avram being called out of the, you know, um, out of Ur of the Chaldees, etc. You know, he was the first one. We could talk about the Yaakov and the patriarchs, etc. 
But as a nation, uh, this is really kind of the birth. Uh, this Passover, this night of Passover, when the death angel passed over those who had put the blood of the lamb upon the, the lintel and the doorposts of their houses as God commanded. Um, so, still with me, Mrs. Harp? Yep. Anything you want to add? Nope. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to help somebody who's 80 years old right now. Okay. Yeah, I am. All right. I'm a saint. Yeah, That's what I are. say. Yeah, I am. All right. So, back to Passover. Now, if I can get this other thing going here. That's, yeah, that's actually showing right. That's cool. All right, hopefully that shows up. Oh, and it's got um, my slide advancer there. Let me pull this over here. So many windows, so little time. And a lot to do for one person while you're actually trying to manage the broadcast, too. All right, so looking at that Passover lamb. Where is, there it is, all right. We read in Exodus 12, 5, that the lamb is is to be a perfect one. Let the lamb be a perfect one. Uh, tamim in the Hebrew, uh, which means uh, without blemish, blameless. And certainly we see that in the life of Yeshua, Jesus, as uh, being equated to that perfect lamb. Uh, Yochanan, John chapter 129. Uh, the next day, Yochanan saw y Yeshua, or Yehoshua, as it's rendered in the uh, ISR text, coming toward him and said, See the Lamb of Elohim who takes away the sin of the world. Matthew 27, verses 3 and 4. Then Yehuda, that would be Judas, if you will, to get Anglo on you. Yehuda, uh, he who delivered him up, speaking of Yeshua, having seen that he had been condemned, repented, returned the 30 pieces of silver. And we could get into 30 pieces of silver, the price of the slave, and also in Zechariah being prophesied about the Messiah would be uh, betrayed for 30 pieces of silver, etc. But all oh, that's for free. We're not going to go down that road. We're just sticking to the Passover for now. Returned the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and said, and to the elders, saying, "I have sinned in delivering up innocent blood." Uh, so, Yehuda Iscariot, the man from Kariot, or Judas, Judas Iscariot, if you want to, you know, kind of anglicize it as it's come down to us in English translations, uh, recognizes you as. Being innocent, and specifically, not just an innocent man, innocent blood. Um, you know, when when he saw that she had been condemned, um, knowing that he was going to his death. Um, and as he, that would be Pilate, was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him saying, Have none at all to do with that righteous man. 
for I have suffered much today in a dream because of him. Um, and Paul, writing to the Corinthian church, says, Therefore we are envoys, I think I could say it, on behalf of Messiah, uh, or ambassadors, you might say, as though Elohim were pleading through us. We beg on behalf of Messiah, be restored to favor with Elohim, for he made him, that would be Yeshua, who knew no sin to be sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Cut to me. All right. So just a handful of um, a handful of other witnesses talking about the blamelessness, the blemished nature of Yeshua, of Jesus, that he was righteous, that he was sinless, uh, he was innocent, uh, uh, he was without blemish, just like that Passover lamb was required to be. Um, let's see. Um, and I'm not going to construct it for you now because it is a quarter till the top of the hour um, but we looked at that timetable about uh, when they took the lamb and ate the unleavened bread to the time that the lamb was slain uh, you, if you look at that in the timetable of what we call, you know, the Holy Week, or coming up to that, today being Palm Sunday, we see a mirroring of that timetable with Messiah uh, from the time that uh, he came to uh, to Jerusalem, to Jerusalem, or actually uh, coming into uh, Bethany, where Mary anointed his feet, you know, with the perfume. Uh, for his burial, he said, um, is about the time, not about the time, is exactly the time when the lamb would be taken apart uh, and kept in the home before it was slaughtered. Uh, and then the time of, 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 of the slaughter coincided with the slaughtering of the Passover lamb. Uh, etc. It's just there are so many things into the timetable and it would take us a, a long time to go over that and uh, show that to you. Uh, one thing I am going to touch upon with the Seder, the order of the service, and it looks like this is too big to fit. I'm going to have to, whoops, dang it. patience with me. Alright. There. I've got my old pop up there. Sorry about that. Anyway, this is and going they found it. That would be speaking of his uh, disciples, apostles, those of the twelve. And going they found it as he said, and said to them as he had said to them, and they prepared the Passover. So preparing that Passover meal. Uh, and when the hour had come, he sat down, and the twelve emissaries with him, apostles, 
And he said to them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you uh, before my suffering. For I say to you, I shall certainly not eat of it, of it again until it is filled in the reign of Elohim. Um, there, um, signifying, I believe, not only that he would not take a part of it, but that this is the fulfillment of it. You know, the uh, just about everything in the Old Testament is a shadow of which is to come. If, if you read the epistle to the Hebrews, you'll see much of that. And the author there, the writer of the epistle to the Hebrews, points that out. How many of the things in the Tanakh in the Old Testament are foreshadows of things fulfilled in Messiah. And so the Passover uh, was being, uh, which were shadows of Messiah to come, are were fulfilled. And so, you know, he said, I certainly shall not eat it again until it is filled in the reign of Elohim. Um, it was, there was no need for it to continue. Um, it continues in that, um, well, it, it continues and it's fine to do that. Uh, as messianic believers also to observe the Passover so long as we look at Yeshua being the fulfillment of that being the Passover lamb and just like the death angel passed over those homes that had the blood applied to them and we're going to look at that in a few minutes Golly. Uh, time's just flying by here oh, we're going to look at that uh, anyway so, the Passover has been fulfilled in in Yeshua, Messiah, in Jesus. And to continue the Passover Seder as it was, is really not valuable. as Just as if continuing sacrifices would not be valuable, because the one sacrifice has been made once for all. A Messiah has come, uh, the sinless one, he who knew no sin, to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Um, so whereas it, in and of itself, uh, the Passover Seder um, is unnecessary to observe it with a focus on Messiah, realizing that he is the fulfillment of that is cool. All that to say, and this was the fulfillment that night, and and taking the cup, he gave thanks, saying, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I surely shall not drink of the fruit of the vine until the reign of Elohim comes. And taking bread, of course, this would be unleavened bread, Monson, go look up Messianic Passover Seder, and you'll see so much symbology in the bread, but taking bread, giving thanks, he broke it and said to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Um, tying himself directly to the Passover. Likewise, the cup also, after supper, saying, This cup is the renewed covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. And I'm so glad that Luke took the um, was careful enough to talk about the first cup in which um, Lord said when he 
you know, divided the cup, that he said, I'll not drink of it. But the cup after supper, there's another cup after supper, uh, when he says, this cup is the covenant uh, in my blood, which is shed for you. And that, of course, the cup after supper. Traditionally, that fourth cup is the cup of redemption. So, again, tying his blood uh, to redemption. And hang with me. This, yeah. Now, I thought this was interesting. As we read in verse 13 of Exodus chapter 12, it says, Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And I bolded sign there for a reason. Uh, the word for sign there in the Hebrew text is leot. Um, now, um, I've got it rendered here in post-exile Hebrew script. You could call it Aramaic alphabet. Uh, why I say post-exile? Because prior to the exile to Babylon, going back to, um, uh, what was that, 722 BC? Somewhere. Um, I don't know if I have that date right. Anyway, um, the the Israelites, of course, they spoke Hebrew. They had an alphabet. Still survives today, as far as an alphabet and a language. However, um, because the northern ten tribes, um, the the tribes of Israel, the the two southern tribes of Yehuda and Benjamin. Jude and Benjamin, they went to exile in Babylon. The northern ten kingdoms of Israel, all the other ten tribes, uh, they were conquered and displaced uh, by the Assyrians. And when the Assyrians conquered, they brought in other peoples they ca captured from other lands and mixed them all together and so that no one would be all that familiar with the local land and wouldn't be less likely to raise a revolt, anything like that. Anyway, going back to, I'm trying to keep this short, going back to that time when the kingdom split, the, the, uh, the northern tribes uh, had set up an alternate place of worship under Jeroboam instead of Jerusalem, uh, which was the holy city, as recorded in the Torah and the law. Uh, well, not in the Torah per se, because that was, anyway, in the Old Testament. Um, um, anyway, uh, thoughts, get them together, Randall. Thoughts together. Anyway, the northern tribes had made several changes to the text uh, to favor Samaria uh, as the home of worship. Uh, as well as some other things regarding the new system of worship uh, in the northern tribes. When going now to post-exile, the people that returned from the kingdom of Judah, of the tribes of Judah and Benjamin, when they came back, uh, 
they discovered that the text had been altered by the remaining ten tribes, or you know their descendants, um, Samaritans and others that remained in the land, and you can see read a lot about that conflict in John chapter four with Jesus and the woman of the well. Anyway, one of the things that was in contention is that the scriptures had been altered to favor the northern kingdom with Samaria as a center of worship and other things. So, with the, with the Hebrew scriptures now altered, uh, the, those returning from exile in Babylon wanted to differentiate the unaltered scriptures from the Samaritan scriptures and so they kept the Hebrew language, of course, but adopted the Aramaic square script, which we see today, Hebrew written in those characters. Nobody's speaking Aramaic today, but that was the differentiator. So if you look at the text, the ones written in the Old Hebrew were the adulterated Samaritan uh, texts, while the, the um, preserved but with a different alphabet, same language, but different letters. So that's post-exile post Hebrew script I have there. That was for free. Wasn't that fun? Necessary? I don't know, but this one explained post-exile script. And the, the reason I put that is because at the time Exodus was originally written, um, this word here would have not been written in the post-exile Aramaic script, but in the original Paleo-Hebrew script. Um, let me tell you about the letters first before I go there. That first letter, uh, Lamed on your right, um, is uh, actually a preposition. It means... Um, uh, regarding to, in relation to, it's a preposition, le. And uh, the word that means sign is the next two letters, the aleph, that thing kind of looking like an X, um, and the and the tav, the thing, the, ne the next letter to the left of aleph, because Hebrew is written, read from right to left. Anyway, while they just look like fancy calligraphy now, originally these letters were pictograms uh, that represented things. The Lamed is a picture of a shepherd's staff. It means to uh, lead or to guide or to teach, uh, just as a shepherd would with sheep. Uh, the Aleph is a picture of... Um, an ox, and it means uh, strength or power or leader. And Tav uh, is a picture which means a sign, um, sign or, you know, of significance, a monument. And if we're going to look at it in the Palo-Hebrew script, which the Exodus, what we call Exodus chapter 12, had originally been written in, it looks like this. We have the shepherd's staff, we have the ox head, and the Tav sign is the shape of a cross. Interesting, huh? And so this blood that shall be a sign for you on the houses, 
the shepherd, the leader, and then the sign, this cross. And you think about, at least I think about, the the blood applied to the lintel and the doorposts, you know, the pad of the door frame and then the two sides. Um, that same blood pattern would have been uh, observed on the cross of Messiah, where his, the crown of thorns, you know, the blood from his head and the blood on the sides uh, from the nail driven through his 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 hands well well it would have been through his palms and out between the radius and all the of the rest um, you know that that blood pattern would have been the same that was applied to the to the door posts of those um, oh it's not on there. Did I put it? I did. I did show you, right? Yeah, you did. All right. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah, and then I took it out. I'll leave it up there. You know, that would have been the same blood pattern on the cross as was on the on the door frames uh, back there in uh, ancient Egypt. And the purpose of the blood would be the same uh, that the the blood applied to the doors of the personal houses would have been so that the angel of death in judgment would not come over and um, kill, but would pass over those houses. And the blood, uh, the blood on the cross, which also involved the death of the firstborn, and also of a, a blameless lamb without blemish. Um, because of that blood, uh, death passes over us. And just like the that that night commemorated the deliverance of the uh, Israelites out from bondage, and marked the beginning of the year for them, the beginning of a, of a new history. Uh, so when we apply the blood of the Lamb, the Lamb of God, to our lives, uh, it begins a new history for us. Uh, we are, we are, we move from the bondage of sin into the freedom of of Messiah. That. Um, old you know you know old things are past and all things are becoming new and there are so many other uh, parallels uh, between the the Passover lamb of Exodus and the Passover lamb who is Yeshua and now we're three minutes after the hour so I'm gonna quit while I'm behind and um, maybe call my beautiful beloved bride into this conversation See if uh, she wants to, you know, say anything to y'all or. You have the microphone. Yeah, I do. Well, I will say that Bareface knows enough to be dangerous. That's about it. Of Hebrew. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does. Uh, but that insight is very cool. And, you know, one thing I've learned in the last, well, 
well, anyway, last couple of months anyway, has been that you can never plummet the depths of the word of God. But here's an interesting insight in case you've never thought of this before. Um, let's say, so a lot of you probably know that you can read the Bible and you can read the same passage in scripture and then all of a sudden you get something different out of it. Right? Okay. Here's why. I'll tell you why. There's there's two reasons why. But only one reason is probably what you've ever been told. And here's the one reason you've been told probably. That is because the Holy Spirit is in you. And he's teaching you and revealing things to you. And he lets things pop out at you right when you need to know it. Because that's what he does. Right? God is our teacher. Okay. So that's one reason why when you read the word of God and you see the same passage, the same words over and over again, God's going to teach you. He speaks directly to you. Here's the other reason. And this is the reason that most people don't even think about. Ready for this? Huh? Are you? Bareface, you ready for this? Sure. Okay. The reason why is because you're different. So 39 years ago today was the very first time, to my knowledge, that I sat in a Christian church on Palm Sunday. And I remember it so clearly when after I had been a Christian about a year, my friend Gail finally invited me to church. And I walked into this church. It was a big, huge church. And I'll never forget it because um, I was sitting there in the church and hearing the gospel, hearing about Palm Sunday. And when they welcomed the visitors to the church, they said, if you're a visitor, raise your hand or stand up. I don't remember if it was raise your hand or stand up. We want to give you a special gift. And I was like, cool. So I stood up or raised my hand. I don't remember what it was. And, um, and they came over and they gave me a little welcome packet that had a pen. Now, I don't know about you, but you give me a pen and you got a friend for life. Just saying, you know, cause, cause you know, <laughs> I love stationery. I've often thought if I should have a store of my own, that would be a stationery store. In fact, I just subscribed to uh, a stationary club where I get stationary and pens sent to me once a month uh, because, you know, I wanted to. I thought, you know, hey, I never do anything cool like this. I may as well, it's not chocolate, but hey, you know, it's a, it's a pen club. But anyway, whatever. But 39 years ago, when I was reading the Bible, God was speaking to me using the same passages then as he does today. But I see it differently today because I'm older and I'm a different person than I was 39 years ago. So, you know, often you can read a different book, you know, like I have a book here. One of my favorite books, The Slight Edge. Love this book. This book can be summed up with this statement. Um, easy to do, easy not to do. Right? It's easy to... Read your Bible, it's easy not to read the Bible. But this book, The Slight Edge, I could read it six months from now and get something totally different out of it because I'm different six months from now. 
And so my encouragement to you is that if you're watching Bareface and he's teaching you something new and you're all impressed and stuff, don't worry. You know, you can be that. You can do whatever you put your mind to. Um, you know, right now I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> I have embarked on trying to mem memorize Psalm 119, uh, which is 176 verses, which is kind of long, just so you know, it's, it's, it's about a mile long. I have never done, um, I've never memorized more than one scripture at a time with the exception of, let's say Psalm 23, everybody knows that one. Uh, but but I'm, you know, when I was a young believer, I used to memorize one scripture, sometimes two a day, but they were taken, they were different. They were taken out of context and they were, you know, a verse here, a verse there, whatever. But I decided, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to read scripture in context number one and number two i'm going to try to memorize it in context in 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 bulk passages because one of the things that irritates me is when people misapply scripture that irritates me to no end especially when context is everything when you read the bible anyway so um randall has been memorizing the first stanza in psalm 119 in hebrew and I've been memorizing it in the New American Standard Version. Um, we lost our connection. Did we really? Well, I don't know. It looks like we're still on. We're coming back. Oh, we're coming back. Oh, now we're back. I don't know if we're gone or not. Anyway, anyway, the the point is, is I'm different today than I was 39 years ago. Uh, 39 years ago, I could read the Bible, take one or two verses, memorize it, share it with my friends, and all that, and that's what I did. And today, I'm older. And I, I, I want more of it and I want to challenge myself because here's the thing, as you get older, your brain, uh, the way to, one of the ways to train your brain to keep working is by doing something new and learning a new skill that actually is a dementia preventative, <laughs> just so you know, I know a little bit about dementia, I haven't taken care of my dad for a while. Um, but if you want to, you know, if you want to learn a new skill as an older person, you got to, I mean, review is what it's all about. It's not about, you know, scripture memory isn't about punishing yourself. Oh, I have to read this. Ugh. Memory, memorizing something so awful. Ugh. <laughs> it actually isn't. It's fun. If you put it to music if you challenge yourself, if you challenge somebody else, you know, if you make a game out of it, it's kind of fun. Um, not that that has anything to do with anything, but just to say that your walk with God can be as vibrant or as dead as you want it to be. It's up to you. If you want to not have a lot of fruit in your life, then don't read the Bible, don't pray, don't fellowship, don't worship. If you want to have a, a spiritual life where you see God move on your behalf and you get to know him better and you love him more and you love people more and you love doing stuff for him more, then 
read the word, hang out with people in the word, memorize the word, um, and you'll see it. I mean, you know, just in my business, I can tell you how God has moved. I'm like, I'm just sitting there laughing. I'm like, Lord, really? You know, seriously? You know, and I'm like, I, you know what I learned? I learned that I, I worry less when I'm, when I'm meditating on God's word more. Imagine that, you know, <laughs> um, I call Randall Bareface Joey because many years ago, his mom called him Randall Pandle Bear. And I thought it was funny when I was dating him to call him that in public when we were on a date. And I always got a kick out of it because, because if you know me, okay, here's the thing. If I love you and you're really, if if you're somebody I give a nickname to or somebody that I call terms of endearment, then I feel close to you. If you're someone I never give you a nickname or I don't give you a term of endearment, then you're probably, you're probably not a close person in my heart. Anyway, you might be a good friend, but you might not be there's there's not that warmth. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. But here's the thing. So I called Randall Pandle Bearface. I called him Randall Pandle Bear for a long time. And I've been married to him almost 29 years. And over time, you know, you just give your spouse a pet name. Pun intended. <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is, is Randall really doesn't call me anything. You know, after all this time, he barely ever calls me a term of endearment. You would think that he would call me like super awesome and like his favorite in the whole entire world, you know, but nope. Way too many syllables. the cost that I get. Way too many syllables without connection lost again. But you you don't. Please check your interconnect. Oh, and we're back. Yeah, but you you don't, you, you don't actually call me. Like pet names like you used to. Like I used to? Yeah, I used to call, you, used to call me love all the time. Now oh. what do you call me? You don't call me anything. Beautiful beloved bride? You don't bring me flowers anymore either. That's not true. You don't sing me love songs. <laughs> <laughs> anymore. <laughs> oh. Just kidding. Actually, okay. All right. I guess you do call me your beautiful beloved bride. You do call me that. I guess it's just changed. It's graduated from love to that. So... <laughs> It'll be something else next year. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that that um, I don't know if that mattered to anybody or if any of you care. If you're any there, listen there. But whatever. That's my that's my two cents. I don't know what you thought of that <sighs> bare face, but that's what I, that's all I got. Well, Haps is flashing our live time. I think they're trying to tell us you're going too long. Wrap this up, wrap this up. I don't know. I have no idea. But we are happy to be on HAPS. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Even for, if this was the only time. <laughs> Forever, how, for however long they decide to let us stay, we're here. <laughs> oh, your son was making... Okay, I call Randall Bearface because his mom called him Randall Pandlebear as a term of endearment. And and it's just her shortened version of it. It's my shortened version of it after knowing him for 31 years. So there you go. 
right there. All right. So tonight, I hope you guys sleep good, well, fine and dandy, and um, we'll be back later, okay? <laughs> be bold, stand up and go with God, people, because he loves you. We'll see you later. I'm not impressed because my screen over here is frozen most of the time. So, like, okay, well, if I can't see our own show going, it's kind of not impressive to me. And then, of course, we have. I was making Joan a word doc. <laughs>